Welcome as we continue our daily Bible reading for this Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's the 24th of November, and we're here in chapter 13 of the book of Exodus. So chapter 13 of, of Exodus. Notice how after God delivers his people, um, he now sets up something that's going to remind them of that deliverance so they don't forget about it. Um, he gives them a, a covenant, a reminder with them about uh, the uh, setting aside of the firstborn son, a reminder both of their sin and then their salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. And then he guides them the rest of the way uh, to the promised land. Now you can kind of think about that from our own perspective too. Jesus Christ has already died on the cross. He's risen from the dead. Is it all over with now? Well, our salvation's been paid for, but us living out our lives, we still need these things that remind us about God and what he's done for us. That's why we worship on a regular basis. That's why we worship every Sunday. Remember, Sunday is the first day of the week. It's the day of the week that Jesus rose from the dead. It keeps that before us. And then he gives us the sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion so we get the benefits of what Jesus did for us at the cross. And then, and also in worship too, we hear from the Word of God. Um, that Word of God is something along with, with baptism and communion uh, that bring those gifts that God won for us or Jesus won for us at the cross. Um, and so you know, the same kind of pattern happens in our life uh, too of, of how God continues to lead us. Yes, the major event for our salvation has already happened. Thank God Jesus already came. He lived, he died, he rose from the dead um, and the benefits of that are ours. But lest we lose it, um, we continue in worship, we continue in that word, we can, we uh, still practice baptism that Jesus told us to do, uh, that gives us the, the promises there of forgiveness and the Holy Spirit. And so come to the Lord's Supper, that meal where Jesus said the new covenant uh, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. So let's kind of look at those details here. First of all, this is the consecration of the firstborn. Now the firstborn represents the new life that's been given to a family. And the firstborn always got a double portion of inheritance uh, in the families at that time, because what happened to them affected the whole family. So they kind of covered the whole family there. And that's why the firstborn is given back to God. But first, before I get to that, early in the chapter, starting at verse three, we see God's example of what I would call a children's lesson. Uh, an to help them teach the children of what happened. And one of those children's lessons, if you will, was the fact that they were to, to uh, have the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So sure, the children would ask the question, why are we having bread that doesn't have yeast in it? And the parents would be able to sit them down and say, well, just as we're to get sin out of our life, we're to fight that sin, repent of that sin every single day. So we take the yeast out of the bread as a symbol of what sin can do to us. Just a little bit of sin, just like a little bit of yeast, affects that whole loaf, um, just a little sin sets us apart from God. Also, remember the unleavened bread reminded them that they're but strangers there. They didn't have time to wait for that bread to rise uh, when that first Passover happened, um, but they, they were to be in a hurry. We're, we are to live our lives um, always remembering that Christ is coming back again, that any day we could, we could die, not storing up our treasures here on this earth, not getting loaded down with that, but, but always living um, free and in the freedom of the gospel and the freedom of knowing that God's promise that he's going to take care of me from day to day. Yes, I make plans for the future, but I always know that I live today uh, and that God's got my future. and I put my hope uh, and my grace in him. Also, another one, he reminds us, reminds them again in verse 9, as well as over in verse 16, to have these kind of visual aids, both that of the um, 
um, the sign upon their hand and the sign between their eyes. So some kind of visual reminder. We know in, in Old Testament times, and it was carried into Jesus' time too, they would wear um, maybe little uh, uh, things on their wrists that had a scripture passage on it, something on their forehead that kept that in front of them so they would be reminded of that right before their eyes. Um, and, and that was to help them, kind of like that children's lesson, that object lesson in front of them, to constantly remind them about how God has saved them. So, Back to the firstborn. So God required them to set aside their firstborn son as a reminder of the fact that God had redeemed them, that God had bought them back, that every single one of us is born uh, a slave to sin. And unless God had saved us, had redeemed us, we would be in trouble. So that sacrifice that they were to make, especially for that firstborn son, reminded them of that always. And then it reminds us who are on this side of the cross that Jesus was the firstborn son of Mary. Jesus is the sacrifice who redeemed us and who bought us back. And because of that, we don't have to, we don't have to die a spiritual death and be separated from God. And then God continues to lead them. Look at verse 17 on to the end of the chapter. God says, I'm going to be with you as you go through the wilderness. Our life is somewhat like a wilderness that we go through. Um, life is being taken away every single day. We know it's not an easy journey, but just as they're going through the wilderness headed to the promised land, so are we. And God's going to lead us every step of the way. He led them. He equips them for battle, kind of interesting way of putting it in verse 18. Now these the children of Israel certainly were not ready for battle, but they were equipped if they had God on their side. And we'll see that already when they meet at the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army is coming after them and God takes care of them. Um, and they also take Joseph's bones with them. Remember Joseph had promised them, made them promise uh, that they wouldn't bury him there in Egypt, but they take him back to, to, uh, to Canaan, to the promised land, kind of as a sign that Joseph knew that God would keep his promise and one day they would come out of Egypt. So they carry that out. And then the promise from God that he is not going to leave them alone, that he is going to lead them with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Jesus is the light of the world. He's the one that gives us light in our journey too. And we follow him amidst the darkness of this world. We follow the light who is Jesus Christ. So God bless you as you read. Uh, I pray that tomorrow in, in one way or another, maybe tonight, you have an opportunity to come in God's house and give thanks to the one who's given you every single thing that you have and that you're mindful of that again too. A thankful life is a blessed life. It recognizes where everything comes from. It, it gives us peace because we know it's not falling on our shoulders. Um, God has promised to give us what we need and we thank him for all of those things and, and we thank him by our lives as well. So, And I pray families might get together in, in your home too, uh, that you might be thankful for that wonderful gift of life that God has given to you. God bless you as you read.